A reading from the Gospel of St. John, the 17th chapter, verses 1 through 26. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of this world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know the truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. And these things I speak in the world, that they may have joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world... So I have sent them into the world, and for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and love them even as you love me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For our meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor James Jensen, St. James Lutheran Church, Bothell, Washington. Just before Jesus prayed the prayer which we heard in the gospel reading today, he said to his disciples, 
in the world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This being said, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and prayed. First, he prays that he and the Father be glorified in this world. He then prays for the apostles, and next he prays for us. What a wonderful prayer this is for us who journey through this world, for we do indeed meet with much tribulation. Tribulation because the world we live in, the world spoken of here, is the way of life which sinful mankind has developed, a way of life inspired by the ancient serpent who said, You shall be as gods. That spirit governs the ways of this world, ways which oppose the way in which God intended for mankind to live. To oppose the ways of God is the very definition of death, spiritual death, for it separates us from the source of life itself. The psalmist therefore fittingly calls this world the valley of the shadow of death. And it is. This world opposes and even persecutes those who would confess and follow the word of Christ. Tribulations follow in every form, both great and small. We even cause our own tribulations, for we even oppose ourselves. There is in each of us that inclination to love the ways of the world. This we call the old Adam of the flesh. He is our first encounter with the world each day. The world, the devil, and our own flesh meet us each day to bring tribulations great and small. That is overwhelming to think about, especially for us who even oppose ourselves. To whom shall we turn? The gospel turns us to him who has overcome the world. Not only has he overcome the world, but today's reading reminds us that he prayed for us, and he is even now praying for us. First, Jesus says, Father, glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. That prayer was answered mightily. The glory of Jesus is that he, by his life, death, and resurrection, has taken away the sins of the world. In this way, he makes known the glory of the Father who sent him. Out of fatherly love and mercy, he sent his Son to die on our behalf. That's the glory of the Father. That reveals that his heart is merciful and full of love toward us. By the glory of Jesus, then, and his resurrection, by which we are justified, the mercy of God is made known and glorified in this world. He then prays for the apostles, saying, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. This prayer, too, is mightily answered. Through the word given them, the glory of the Father and the Son has been made known throughout the world. For almost 2,000 years, this prayer has been answered wonderfully. He has prospered the word given them to preach and to teach. Through their word, generations have come to know the heart and mind of God as he truly is that he is indeed the God of mercy and not of sacrifice. We too, in our generation, by the word given them, have believed and come to know that the true glory of our God is mercy. Again, Jesus' prayer is wonderfully answered. Finally, he prays for us. That is, those who have believed through the word given to the apostles. Think of it. He who overcame the world prays for us, even you and me. He not only prayed, but prays for us, for he is our advocate at the right hand of God, daily interceding on our behalf. It is a wonderfully comforting thing to know that someone is praying for you. In this case, what a great comfort it is to know that the very Son of God, our Lord and Savior, 
loves us so much that he prayed for us and prays for us even now. His prayer sustains us who are not of this world but must live in this world with faith, hope, and good cheer. We have that faith, hope, and good cheer because we know his prayers do not go unanswered. We know so very well that each day in this world brings its troubles. To each of us they come in different measures and different ways. Whatever they may be, the lesson in today's reading is that we meet them with good cheer. For he who has made known the glory of the Father of mercies, who loves to be called our brother, friend, and redeemer, prayed and prays for us even this very moment. And his prayer is most certainly answered. Amen. We thank Pastor James Jensen for this meditation on God's Word.